Aloha and welcome to the Experience of a Lightworker, podcasting from beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm your host, Andrea Light, and this is the place to get tuned in to high vibes and explore the other side. Aloha and welcome back. Today we'll be discussing energy grids with Caitlin McGee from upstate New York. Caitlin is an energy reader, light worker, clairvoyant, intuitive, and channeler. She's had spectacular experiences with seeing, feeling, and hearing the energy grids around us. Later in the episode, we'll talk about our amazing shared energetic experience with spirit during a sound healing journey. I will also share my profound experience with the energy grid and dark energy. Caitlin, like so many spiritually gifted people, is a survivor of severe traumas. She experienced death and the energetic body returning into the physical body upon resuscitation. She's also a survivor of the destructive aftermath of domestic violence where she and her son became homeless and bounced between shelters for four years in New York and Texas. Caitlin is currently writing a memoir titled, Run, A Diary of a Battered Woman. So follow Caitlin on Instagram for a release date. I'll put her contact information in the show notes. In addition, Caitlin has been busy pushing legislation through in New York to ensure better treatment of victims of violence in the homeless shelter system. I'll also put information in the show notes about this legislation. Caitlin has launched House of Organic Life, an online marketplace that focuses on small business vendors providing high-quality, organic, all-natural, handmade products that help support the conscious consumer to live an organic lifestyle. So please be sure to check out houseoforganiclife.com and scroll through all the wonderful, wholesome offerings, which include vendors in Hawaii. Caitlin's someone who's gone through some terrible situations, but has come out shining on the other side, living a beautiful life and looking for ways to improve the lives of others. Caitlin is a true light worker, and I'm so excited to have her on as a guest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. The energy world is special. And for us to be able to dive into it and share our experiences, it's going to be beautiful. This is a very esoteric topic. It's something that a lot of people are familiar with in the sense people will say, she's got a really good energy or that dude has a really bad vibe or this room feels like there's so much tension. So people do notice energy in their everyday Mm -hmm. lives. But I don't think mm-hmm. most people really think about where that's coming from and how they feel that. I met Caitlin uh, in Honolulu at a sound healing session with the High Vibe Tribe. And I just had this instant connection with her. It's really fortunate that I showed up that night, that you were there, and that we've been able to connect and to share our energetic experiences because there's not a lot of people I have found out there that I can talk to that can relate to this. Right. I'm really glad that we met too, Andrea. You know, it was a really uh, special evening. 
the gong ceremony was really healing that night. And for us to be able to have that space to share our experience with the energy, and I, I really love that. And when you said that you had to do the podcast, I was like, oh my God, I gave your husband my card. I said, please give her my card and <laughs> make sure we connect because we have a lot to talk about. I can tell. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> You nailed it with a lot of people have their senses. Oh, that's a bad vibe, or the energy in the room was weird, or the tension. And then they do leave it at that. For us to be able to dive into that and say, well, where does that come from? Mm -hmm. I've been asking that since I was a kid, because I've been seeing it for so long. Like, what is that? You mm -hmm. know, what am I seeing? When did you first tap into energy. It started when I was, I don't know, around nine years old. I was trying to sleep one night and then all of a sudden I started seeing fireworks of colors, explosions of beautiful like rainbow colors and I was like, oh my god, this is beautiful. It wasn't like just pitch black anymore. My dreams also started to become prophetic where I, they're just now connecting. Get deja vu of like, wait a minute, I dreamt about this when I was a kid. Wow. You know, like I dreamt, yeah, I, I dreamt about being on Wamanala Beach. The energy started to like open up to me in the darkness. Can you yep. take us back to that first experience when you started to see fireworks? Was the visuals, yep. was it just in front of you or did it fill up the entire room? What was that like? Well, when you close your eyes, mm -hmm. uh, my eyes were closed. Okay. At first, when I was a child, I didn't see the energy in the room. Okay. I only saw it when I closed my eyes, okay. um, when I went to go to sleep. It wasn't in the room. It was inside. So when you close your eyes, mm -hmm. if, you, if, you, if you gently focus on the darkness, you will see it. Try it. You, you'll get, you get kind of like night vision because we have like two sets of eyelids. Mm -hmm. We have our physical eyelids and then we have our spiritual eyelids. Spiritual eyelids close off that energy. And that's the shield that makes it complete blackness so you can go into the dream world. Okay. Because I, I had to learn how to shut it off because I couldn't concentrate, I couldn't fall asleep. Like I was observing the energy so much that I couldn't calm down and go to sleep. You started off by seeing the energy. Do you remember if uh -huh. you could feel the energy before you had that experience? Mm, no, I couldn't feel it. I wasn't that attached to it yet. Uh -huh. Because it took me, a, a, I don't know, up until maybe a few years ago, I just started getting answers about what it was. I've always, my whole life, been, I've been searching, you know, like wondering, like, what is this that I'm seeing? It's there, you know, so, and then I learned how to, like, cultivate it, and I'm learning that the dream world, and that's when I really started to do research on it, I, like, I started to like open my third eye and I can start seeing it. So I started to see it in the room later on, I'd say in my 30s, when I started to like heal and I was, you know, because I was really traumatized, my psyche really went there. I started seeing things more and that's when my, I just started really diving into the conscious dimensions. Mm -hmm. 
what you're talking about, your traumas and healing from them, and then you you sort of start to blossom in your abilities. That is something uh-huh. I have heard over and over again, uh-huh. and I have experienced that really? myself as well. Most definitely, uh-huh. and I tell people if you want to advance on your spiritual path, it's really important to do meditation Mm -hmm. and to heal from your traumas. I think when you do that, you're raising your vibrations. And when you raise your vibrations, you have a easier time to connect with this energy, this unexplainable other world that we're just starting to understand uh, for the experiencers. Um, so when you started on your healing journey, so you're clairvoyant, correct? Have you been clairvoyant for a while? Uh, I would say for about 20 years now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the clairvoyance, did that start before or after you started down your healing path? I was attacked by a dog when I was nine years old. So I thought just connecting it now. That was severely traumatizing. I had a scar print on my hand. He almost killed me. Huge dog. He attacked me. And then after that, that's when, because that's all around the same time period when I started seeing the, the colors. That was, in a sense, maybe some sort of initiation or something to open you up to feeling energy. I had an experience, too, that left me with a scar that was very traumatic. And I had an out-of-body experience. And I believe that is when I tapped into this other reality. You have told me that you can see energy grids. And I have... I've heard about energy grids. I've read a little bit about them. I haven't had the experiences you've had, but I have read recently that there's, I guess there's three primary energy grids. There's the primal grid, which holds the consciousness of the original people on earth. There's the humanity's existing consciousness grid. And then there's... Christ consciousness grid, and I think it has other names. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? To be honest, this is tonight's the first night I've heard the names of the okay. grid. I, I haven't done much research on them, but just from what you sent me and from what I read, it definitely confirms what I uh, saw in Hawaii. Can you share with us what you see when you say you're seeing an energy grid? I always say to people uh, when I talk about it that I wish you guys could see what I see. Mm-hmm. It's really, really beautiful. The best way to describe it would be the black and white static you see on a TV when, you know, the channel's off. Remember the old days when before cable right. and you turn the late at night, you know, the black and white static. That's exactly what it looks like I'm looking at right now. You can see it right now. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. It's, it's always around us and in us. You can see it now with my eyes open. 
because okay. I've, I've practiced and over the years I've cultivated it to the point where I have focused a little bit. It's not like it's just there on my, you know, every day. I have to kind of like focus on it, get my intention on seeing it. And so I can kind of, I can block it off too. But if I want to see it, yeah, it's right there. There's different frequencies that pulsate through it. It's not the same everywhere. I can hear it too now. There's wow. a tone to it. Yeah, there's tones to the frequencies in whatever area you're in. It bubbles when it's a good vibe. It's like a light blue. It changes colors too. Sometimes it's red, sometimes it's blue. Especially in Hawaii, it's definitely like a pink color and then the sky. Uh-huh. It's like looking at the static. Imagine what you're looking at in 3D, but make it 2D okay. and with the static. When you say that you see pink, in the sky in Hawaii. Uh -huh. Is that consistently pink everywhere you go uh -huh. in Hawaii or does it change? It's mostly pink. I'm trying to pull in my mind's eye the colors that I've seen. Pink sometimes. It's blue, but mostly pink. It's like a purple pink bluish color. It's really soft. You say that you see it? Do you feel that energy and do you hear something with that? I do. I hear the tone of it. It's just so soothing. The best way for me to describe it would be when it snows sometimes in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. I live in the Northeast. So growing up, our yard, when it was snowing, sometimes it would get like a hard crust on the snow. Mm -hmm. And we loved walking on it. We, I would always sit on it and listen to the soft rain bounce off of it. That's the only way I can describe it. How mm -hmm. is it different in New York? Oh, it's a lot different. New York is denser, it's darker, the energy, frequency, vibration is thicker. The vibrations in Hawaii are light. Also, I saw the three grids in the atmosphere, and I don't see that here. That tells me that Hawaii is more spiritual, more open, there's more light, and New York has definitely more more of a it's more masculine and it's definitely denser as I and is it consistently that way in new york or are there areas mm -hmm. there that's more calm and peaceful there's the mountains which are very peaceful very mm -hmm. calming mm -hmm. massachusetts is really close to me the woods there's forests it's, it's a, the changing of the forest the colors of the trees are just it's magical it's so beautiful it's just like the towns themselves. It's the energy of the people, it's an undertone of negativity, you know, being mean to each other. Right. Yeah, it took me like a week to adjust to the positivity of Hawaii when I first came down there. Really? <laughs> I was so shocked. Yeah, I was like, I was so used to people yelling at each other. <laughs> it's two yeah. different environments. You have. Uh, the cities in New York, it's very stressful. Yep. Everyone has a tight schedule. Mm -hmm. They've got a lot of things to do and not enough time mm -hmm. to do them in. And when you come right. to Hawaii, it's like 
you're on Hawaii uh -huh. time. Everything slows <laughs> down. Uh, Nobody honks yeah. here. The only people that honk their horns are people that don't live here. People just take their time, you know? We're surrounded by this ocean that has these positive ions. I think that helps chill people out too. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. It is. I call it the Hawaiian vortex. And you don't want to hustle and either it fits your spirit or it doesn't. I've heard of a lot of women who do this travel between New York and Hawaii. They struggle with the energy shift. It's that noticeable. New York is the divine masculine from Atlantis. Hawaii is the divine feminine from Lemuria. Mm -hmm. And we're doing all this energy work. We're going to Hawaii. We're healing. We're downloading these light codes. And we're doing all this spiritual work. And then we have to come back to New York. And we're forced to integrate it into our grounded reality. We can't be in the spiritual world and hustle and go to work like you do in New York. Right. But I didn't know how to adjust to it. And it was really getting to me both ways. When I would go down there, it was hard to adjust from it's gotta go, 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 to okay, I'm gonna sit at the beach for four hours and meditate. And right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing, right? To be able to do that. It is. And really yeah, feel like yeah. you're on vacation and you can reset and just totally refresh Absolutely. your soul. And, you know, this is a great uh, plug yeah. for Hawaii tourism. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, right. If you really want to cleanse your soul, there is that spirit side that's not all about just the tourism and, you know, surfing or right. being, you know, right, going down to the city and being in the crowd. You know, there's a whole spirit of Hawaii that if you tap into it, it's life changing. The community itself, you guys are beautiful people with beautiful spirits. And it's like, we don't have enough of that in New York and up here. Right. It, it is an amazing is place. And I've lived here since 94. So going on 30 mm. years. And wow. That's amazing. I can't see myself ever living anywhere else. Why would you want to? I like to visit other places, and I love New York City. It's a great place. It's, it's. Yeah, well, I have a lot of respect for people that live and work there, and you know, do that oh, grind. 100%. I can't do uh -huh. it. I don't have that in me anymore. But uh -huh. we got to have people out there that can handle that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I'm grateful. Exactly. I'm grateful for you yeah. guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, because we're trying. It's it's a it's it's a definite challenge, and you got to be strong-willed to be able to do it. Because you got your code switching. You're really switching your whole entire spirit from resting and healing and focusing on your inner work, and now you have to apply it to your outer work. The society is demanding you to show up in your physical form. We don't want to hear about spirit journey today. We want to hear about the stats that you did. So to be able to adjust to that takes a lot of strength. You got to be headstrong. Now going back mm -hmm. to seeing grids, now you were just mm -hmm. describing okay. what you would see in the skies here in Hawaii yep. and in New York. What else do you see? It's not like there's an architect to it. Literally is in everything. I have to focus on it. Okay, so like I'm looking at my dream catcher right now. Mm -hmm. 
there's a, a general energy of the room and then there's an energy over the dream catcher which is a little bit different than the general grid around it everything has its own little energy that's subtly different that's if it's solid like if it's furniture if it's a rock if it's a, a tree they all have their own little special frequency and the second grid the, i think it's the christ grid it's like atoms of white light it's over the frequency grid so that's grid two and that only i only see outside in nature in the sky in the trees i do see it inside myself when i'm outside in the light i can look if i'm in the sunlight sunbathing i can look in my arm and i can see the atoms of the white light moving in my arm wow yeah it's really cool <laughs> it's really... that's amazing <laughs> yeah and I saw it for the first time in the sky in Hawaii. And that was what opened up my eyes to two grids. I just thought there was one grid. Right. There's layers. Uh-huh. And then I saw the human consciousness grid. The big grid, then you've got the Christ grid, and then you've got the, the consciousness grid, which is closer to us. And that is really interesting because that looks like astrology signs like stars it's orbs in a strand and it looks like constellation signs and every living thing has them bouncing all around them i see in animals i've seen it in the birds i've seen it in a human a, a human energy around people um and i see it in the sky so that's what opened me up to the fact that there's three grids uh-huh so i was like okay okay so there's three grids is like over over i don't know if it's like a dome over hawaii or what but i just it was more it was more prominent in in hawaii than it is here you know i wonder if um air pollution um has anything to do with your ability oh, yeah. to see it you think mm-hmm. Now, and, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, I'm a little familiar with auras. Is seeing a person's aura, is that different than seeing an energy grid around them? What's your understanding? Yeah, that's, it's different. From what my, I understand, the grid is, what the, is where the energy flows through. That's what holds the space for orbs to fly around. For our energy to exchange between us, it's like the charges. So, okay. Have you ever seen a negative energy grid around a person? Yes. Yep. And can mm-hmm. can a person affect the energy grid that's around them? Can they? You can definitely fix your energy. Yes. I had an experience, and this is the closest experience I have to what you've been talking about. A couple of months ago, I met a woman, and she was going to color my hair, and I showed up at her salon, and we took the elevator up together, and I noticed a shift in her energy. The day before, she was very pleasant and happy, good vibrations. 
And then when I saw her the next day, something was different. And we got in the elevator together. And I won't go into the details, but she said something insulting to me. And um, oh, no. I told her I wasn't going to tolerate uh, being talked to that way. And oh, she, she said that she didn't mean it that way. Let's get off the elevator and go into the salon. So I, I reluctantly got off the elevator. My gut is, I, I get this feeling in my gut. No, don't do this. Yeah. So I stood in yeah. front of the elevator and I watched her walk to her salon door. And she turned mm -hmm. around and I said, you know what? I'm done. You have negative energy and I don't mm -hmm. like it and I'm not going to tolerate your bad behavior. She turned around and she looked at me and I swear I saw her eyes go black. Never. I've never experienced this before. And she was probably a good 10 feet away from me. And then I noticed a black aura. It was like a mist, a black mist all around her body. And then, and then I noticed like black wavy lines coming out of the ether and it was like it was on a grid work and these wavy lines were coming down the hallway. They weren't pointed at me. They were just going down the hallway and I could see this with my eyes open. These wavy lines, they were like going in and out of visual. I couldn't see them some of the time. It was almost like it was water. I, it's really hard to explain. Yeah, yeah, but you were seeing the grid. That's what the grid is. It's actually a grid. It's a grid. It is. It's a grid. It's wow. in, a, in a bubble. And, and what you, it's just like the top of the water. Just like the top of water. Holy you know, shit. Chopping. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, what you, you see. Seeing. That's what you've been seeing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw yeah. that too. And I, did, I have not yeah. been able to explain what the that was other than exactly. she had some really bad energy and mm -hmm. I have never experienced that and I just want to disclose I had not been drinking alcohol I had not you know done any drugs I swear on my life <laughs> no yeah it, it even, just it, happened yeah exactly exactly I mean that's really extraordinary that you saw that first and foremost and thank God you didn't let her touch you with that. Because you, you would have been soaking that energy in for however long she was standing right. over you, meeting that into your brain, all that potent, uh, dark Very energy. negative. Wow. Yeah, I went with my gut feeling. So, yeah, people, yeah. If, yeah. if you have a feeling that something's not right yeah. about mm -hmm. someone and you trust feel uncomfortable, it. trust it. It's okay mm -hmm. yep. to cancel your plans with that person. It's okay. Exactly. You don't owe anything to anybody. Yep. Protect your energy. No. No people pleasing at your expense. I've seen spirits yep. before in shadow form. Mm. I've seen a little bit of my aura. It's hard for me to see other people's auras. I'm working on that. But this just came yeah, out of work. nowhere. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it sounds, I mean, that, that's pretty potent. Like, I've never, ever in my life seen black smoke and black eyes in a person. That's pretty intense. And when you normally aren't in touch with seeing energy, that can be really scary and daunting. You don't trust it yet, you know? Right. This is your first time, and it's scary stuff. You're like, what is happening? What is going on? 
And meanwhile, you're staring at someone who's spewing out demonic energy and is having it come towards you. Like, you gotta, you know, like do an exorcism by the time you leave there, you know? Right. And that's, that's the way you want to be introduced to this because it's, it's really a beautiful grid, but it carries the darkness too. So not only is light traveling through it, but so is the pitch darkness because right. that's what it is. It's a mixture of the light and the dark. It's not just all white light. You surround yourself with white light. Yeah, can you please share with us how you do that? Yeah, I had to figure that out on my own. No one goes there. And so I was like, well, if I have to surround myself with a white light, first and foremost, I have to really stay centered. And then I have to focus on like a literal ball of white light. Like you're looking at a flashlight, uh -huh. um, you expand it. I move it around myself, I, like like it's orbiting me, it's around me. Right. You know, because I'm still learning myself. I'm still, I'm not confident 100% in it. I've never had a teacher to teach me that. Right. You know, yeah. it, it always ended there. It always just ended there. That's where the lesson mm -hmm. ended, you know, which I'm like, well, I need a, I need a how-to guide. <laughs> you know? That would really help, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And we don't know the stuff. We're just, we're just trying to reach out to people who, who do have experiences and, and be like, what, what do you, what do you, what's your take? Right. You know, because. We can't, this isn't the normal, you know, dinner conversation that you have with your kids and or your husband even sometimes, you right. know, they look, at, they look at you like, what are you talking about, white lights? Can we just eat? <laughs> right, right. And you know, for, for most people, it, it's so foreign, but mm -hmm. I have found that the more I talk about it, because I'm so excited yep. about the things that I experience, I can't help mm. but talk about it to everyone. You know, it's good to surround yourself with people who are supportive of your spiritual mm -hmm. journey. And maybe they don't understand it, but at least they're open-minded to it. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. so wonderful yeah. to find someone like you who okay. has had some pretty high-level experiences that, you know, mm -hmm. we can relate to each other. It's, right. it's, it's really amazing it's to get stuff. that. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it, too. I don't see it as like high level stuff. I just see it as this is how it is. I've never had support with that stuff. Living in New York, um, it's not a spiritual place, so the community isn't available like it is in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I, I I go right into the community when I got there. Uh -huh. You know, because giving people space to talk about it and explore it in a in a non judgmental way where they validate what you're saying and they listen actively, that's priceless. It is a beautiful thing, and, and we should we should be excited to share about it and talk about it and be like, hey, what do you see, you know? Like, what? Right. Because <laughs> it just, like, opens our mind that, hey, there's other things going on than just what's on television and what's on social media, you know? Like, right. And, and we're here to remind people of that. Like, hey, if you want to see something really beautiful, close your eyes and look, look at the light that surrounds it's inside of you. Uh -huh. you know, literally. When you meditate, try it. Focus on something. 
before you close your eyes. And slowly close your eyes, but still focus on that object. So you're not losing your concentration, okay? And then you close your eyes very, very slowly to the point where you still see that object in your mind's eye. And that's what starts the formation of the color in the darkness. And then you just kind of look around and you're really gonna notice, oh, I see light, I see movement, and just observe. And the more you practice it, the more you're gonna open that up. Okay, I'm definitely going to integrate that into my meditation practice. Now, Try it, let me know, I, I would love to know de- how it goes. Definitely, definitely. When we were at the sound healing, we had a shared energetic experience. Remember? Remember that? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So um, at the end of the sound healing session, um, Wayne Bow will ask the group if they would like to share any experience that they may have had. I was thinking about what I had experienced, and I, was not, I wasn't I was sure if I wanted to share it or not, but I just kept feeling this nudge, and I finally said, okay, I'm just going to tell everyone what happened. I was lying on the floor, yeah. <laughs> and my feet were close to where you were sitting. Caitlin was sitting yeah. on the end of the couch to yeah. my left. Yeah. Yeah. I had been mm-hmm. lying on the floor. I think it was about three quarters of the way through the uh, sound healing session. I suddenly Uh felt these, what I describe Mm -hmm. as fingertips. And it started on, I think it was my foot, and then it moved up to my knee, and then my thigh, and then my side, and my shoulder. And there was maybe two seconds in between, but I was feeling four or five fingertips at a time. I could feel an energy, like a swirling pattern of energy, Mm -hmm. plasma. I don't know how to describe it. It wasn't painful. There was presence there. Yeah, and it was moving just up on my left side. And so Caitlin was Mm -hmm. on my left side towards my feet. Uh And so when I shared that experience with everyone, Mm -hmm. Caitlin, your eyes got really big. And right. <laughs> you shared what you experienced. Same time, because my legs were extended, and they were, they were only about like, I don't know, maybe a foot away from yours, not uh-huh. very far. Right. It felt like someone caressed my, my, my ankle and my foot. Like uh-huh. they were walking past me and just gently just caressing my leg, and it was such a solid touch that I opened my eyes. <laughs> uh, is someone up walking around touching me? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> now, did you see anything? No, I was there. No, I, I didn't, but when I, because I had my eyes closed, I, I saw the energy coming towards me, and it was a solid whoosh of a white, white, grayish, blue light. Wow, Almost okay. Blue. Yeah. Yeah, almost like uh, the trail of something. Like, you know how when you have, like, the um, those fireworks and you have sparkling firework and you do the trails uh-huh. with it? Uh-huh. It's kind of like that, but it was a solid color. 
So that's why I thought it was human. I thought it was a solid person doing that. Right, right. Because it was that, uh, I felt that, you know? Wow. I remember yeah. she said that it she felt touching on her face. That's what I remember. Yeah. yeah, and she was to the right of us. Uh-huh. When she piped up and said something, I was like, oh my gosh. I had my eyes closed the entire time, and I saw uh-huh. something to my right coming towards uh-huh. me, but it was like a, it was black. It was like a, it was like uh-huh. a stick. It was, I don't know how to describe it. It was like, if you were to put, uh-huh. if you have your eyes closed, and there's somebody uh-huh. holding a black ink pen and it's coming straight at you. It, oh, that's wow. what I was seeing. It, that was the shape of it, at least. And, um, huh. yeah. Did you think it, like, a, was, it, uh, was it aggressive? Was it a no. throw? Or what? No. Okay. No, no, no. It wasn't aggressive. But I think it was more okay. neutral feeling. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, it was so yeah. fun to be able to yeah. have three people have a shared energetic experience. There were probably another, what, eight people in the room? We were in the inner circle. Go around the inner circle, it starts with me, goes to you, and then ends with her. It's completing that inner circle. That is so true. Yes, you're yeah. so right about that. Yeah. And I'm all about, you know, when you do things, you have to do it in a circle for closure, you know. So, and that was when it was coming to an end. So maybe whatever energy or entity was there was coming to us to close the gong circle with love, with gentleness, with playfulness. You know, I have, for about six years, I've experienced at night before I fall asleep like a touching it's usually on my left upper arm like a a rubbing or a padding sometimes it's on my leg and it's very noticeable and when it starts i'll i'll wake up i'm I'm fully awake and i'll keep feeling it and one night it went on for about an hour and a half and um It felt, at certain times, it would feel like a cat walking on me, and other times, it was like somebody was rubbing my arm. It was like somebody was worried about me. I had three mediums tell me that it was Uh my Nana, my Nana that I was so close to, and she died about, Uh uh, about eight years ago. I was in Sedona a couple of weeks ago, and an intuitive healer there, I asked Uh her, can you tell me who this is? She started to say the name Anna, and as she was saying Anna, I said, could it be my Nana? And so we said Uh Nana and Anna at the same time. I said, it's not Anna, it's my Nana. And my gosh, two other people have told me this. Jamie Clark, he's a psychic medium, and um, Uh he has a podcast. And there was another, I can't remember her name right now, but you know, the, I heard it from them and I wasn't believing it still, but when I heard it from this oh. third person, 
I'm thinking, yeah, it is her. It is my Nana. Yeah. You know, we were very yeah. close. But the experience that I had with you, oh. it was different mm. in the sense that I could feel energy mm. coming out of the fingers. I had never felt it that before. Trauma. Yeah. Were you thinking it was like an angel? I think that was an angel coming to soothe us, you know, give us comfort. Because my grandmother definitely was the first thing that came to my mind for you, too. Really? Like, that was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like, I didn't want to say it because I'm like, that's going to be such a cliche. Like, did you lose a grandmother? You know, like, of course, you know, of course you could have. I really loved my Nana. She was like a second mother. A friend of mine, he said that he thought he heard his mom talk to him after she passed Uh in his head for like a few years. You know, it's a real thing. We have that connection with them. And that love that we have for each other is what eternally bonds us when we're in the love vibration. Because that's what really what heaven is, is unconditional love. Right. We love each other, and we don't stop being us when we transition over. I learned that when I had my near-death experience. You're still us. You're going to still be you. You're in neutrality. That's who your soul is. That's who you connect with when you go to another dimension. That's who you are, and that's your sense of self. You know it's you. When I was in the white light, it was me observing the white light. I was still Caitlin without the body. But once I started feeling and thinking, that's when I came back into my real body. I think that the thinking and the feeling in our body is what keeps us connected to this reality, to this dimension. It's pretty horrific what you experienced. And so you had a real firsthand mm-hmm. experience of what it means to be a body of energy and how your energy body can separate mm-hmm. from your physical body. I'm writing a book about my experience. I, I feel it's important to share my experience so other people feel safe and comfortable to say, well, this happened to me. And hopefully it'll give them a new perspective on how to heal from severe trauma. God knows you don't get much worse than dying. When people say, oh my God, I almost died. I had near-death experiences, did die. Those are pretty up there for the worst traumas psyche can go through. Really shakes you to the core, makes you question what kind of life you're living, what kind of spirit do you have? Where am I gonna go when I die? We don't think about that. Right. From everything you're mm-hmm. telling me, your experiences, your traumas, leading up to the good work that you're mm-hmm. doing to help advocate for victims' rights and better treatment mm-hmm. in homeless shelters. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, yep. I'm hearing and I'm seeing the word light worker. You are a divine mm-hmm. light worker. You've experienced mm-hmm. the worst. You've got this drive in you to help prevent the same thing happening to other people. You're taking something really awful that happened to you and you're turning it into something that can help so many people. Mm, Thank you. 
You are also the founder of House of Organic Life Commerce. Can you tell me a little bit about that? It's based off of my lifestyle. Again, it all ties in with the healing. For the last 10 years, I became obsessed with organic living, organic eating, cutting out toxins, getting healthy. I dove into the research of what is healthy. So that's where the house of organic life came from. So the products that I want to provide are organic, toxic-free, ideally handmade, uh, genuine products that the conscious consumer is looking for. Eco-friendly, sustainable, things that are high quality, and they're provided from small businesses in your local area. It's kind of like the online farmer's market. That's pretty novel. I don't think I've come across anything like that. Yeah, it's unique. It's a cross between Etsy and Amazon as far as the style of it. Each vendor, I call them vendors, um, they have their own platform and they have their own page. So you'll also have products available in a catalog altogether, um, Uh like Amazon. So, you know, when you go on Amazon, you pick a product and it lists uh, the vendors of different stores that sell the same products. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, the same concept of it, but simpler. So it's my baby. But we want to do like stores. I want to have a house of organic life store where all my vendors' products are in a brick and mortar in certain places. For instance, in Hawaii, maybe Waikiki or Kailua. We, Kailua is huge for this market so they perfect there definitely um the products are from the local community so the people are going to come there and really buy from that area and not buy that commercial souvenir crap that you see right everywhere you know so it gives the the people a genuine experience of wow i want to buy something that's hawaiian (laughs) so that's where we come in and so we would do that there. And then I want to do that here in New York. We'll do it in New York City, do it in Saratoga. So that's where it's starting to branch off to. That sounds like an amazing yeah. idea. And I think it's going to take Thanks. off. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. As all the vendors, they love it. It's, you know, great exposure for them. They, they have their products offered to a global market now. Really, it doesn't cost anything to join as a vendor, so it's a free page, like Facebook. Create a page for your company, straight commission, 2080, the vendor gets the majority of the commission because it's their product, they made it, they're packaging it, they're handling it, it's all on them, so why would I take half of that? If somebody buys something on your website, Um, from a vendor in Hawaii, does it ship from Hawaii, I guess? Yep. Okay, got it. Yep, just like Etsy, each vendor has their own policies, their own return policy, shipping policy. They're in control of uh, when they ship it, within reason. They're friends to me. They're not just people that I want 
to sign up, I want to know who you are. I want to be your friend. I want to have a relationship with you. And that's how I want the community to blossom and grow. And that is so unique. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, cultivating the Hawaiian market. The products that I'm selling, I test them. I test the quality. I wear them. I wash the clothes. I... So I'm like a walking billboard <laughs> for all the products that right. are on my site. <laughs> you know, I'm my own brand ambassador. So like, I'm definitely like living my truth through my company. That's my career. That's that's right. my passion. I'm really like, hey, listen, this works. I love it. This is a, a beautiful thing, and I use it myself. If it's okay for me, then it's okay for me to sell to my customers. Right, right. That's how I do. Well, you know, it sounds like you have a really great business sense about you. And um, I just, I see with your determination that it's going to be successful. Thank you. I can only hope for the best. And just, you know, manifest it. You, I'm sure you know how to manifest things, positive things in your life. I do. Yeah. (laughs) You know, maybe I can have you back sometime and we can focus on the art of manifesting and we can share with everyone how we've become better at manifesting so other people can reap the benefits of that as well and people can go online and google laws of attraction manifestation and if you haven't heard about it go google that start reading about it and change start changing your life make it more positive caitlin has certainly done that with her life she's had some really negative traumatic things happen to her and she has turned it around so i think she's she's an inspiration oh thank you you know because that's what it's all about is just inspiring everyone we need to surround each other and lift each other up It's been super fun to connect with with you on the far end of the country. You know, we're on complete opposite ends of the country. And to be able to connect and have some common ground and talk about the spiritual Mm -hmm. work that we're doing and the light work and Mm -hmm. all of the good work that you're doing to bring more light and peace and happiness in the world. It's, It's been a privilege. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I love that. We'll definitely be talking more. This is just the, the beginning. I love diving into this. I'm hoping that people were able to take away some things from this conversation tonight, too. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it's also going to open up people's minds to energy grids and uh, get oh, them yeah. interested in reading about it and learning about it and go beyond the superficial feelings that you feel when you walk in a room and you pick up some energy. To, to learn more and tap into it and, and start to understand how you can use it to, in your daily life. Yeah, and try the meditation, you guys. Try it. And let us know. Let Andrea know if any of you guys were able to connect to it and see it. It's like opening your third eye. The more you do it, the better you get. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, I'm definitely going to uh, start integrating that into my meditation practice tonight. Okay. Yeah, good. I love it. Hey, so thanks for coming on the show. It's It's been a lot of okay. fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I look forward to, to hearing it. Yeah, for sure. Aloha. Okay. Okay. Mahalo. Is that it? Yeah.
Yeah, right on. <laughs> Together, we can raise our vibrations and the vibrations of the collective and bring more light into this world at a time when it's so desperately needed. Mahalo Nui Loa. Peace, love, and light.